Welcome to the Martin Luther King Jr. Day episode of Born in Trouble. You ain't never knew Martin Luther the King. Who was singing Sing Sing Celebrate just now? That was me. Or if you're alive, you're alive, you ain't never knew Martin Luther the King. I actually heard a, oh, a very good beautiful. version of uh, "Lift Every Voice and Sing" the other day up in Boston. It had a little, had a little thing to it. Had a little something to it. Who was doing it? Mm. Uh, it was, it was a recording. Oh, okay. They had you had a little thing. I was like watching. Right. Like, okay. What was the crowd? What was the crowd like? What was the crowd like? You know, Boston. Yeah, Boston takes a bad rap for having like a lot of racism. And things like that. So, you know, what's the, the let's give them their chance. What was the crowd composition? I don't, I don't, I don't know if Boston takes a bad rap. Uh, Boston has a well earned reputation of being a racist hotbed. <laughs> uh, okay. I think the people in Boston would agree with that. They put yeah. the they put the they put the hug arms up. They put the hug arms up. They put the hug arms up. I got, to see it on, I got to see it on Friday night. I was up in Boston. I got to see that. Uh, That's what it was. People up in arms that. about it. That's what they were singing, lift every voice and sing? No, no, no. The voice, the version of that wasn't so good. They actually broadcast the uh, the dedication ceremony on television Friday. They asked his son what he thought okay. about the arms on CNN this morning. And what'd he say? Uh, you know, he, he, was, he was hemming and hawing, but, you know, he said for the most part, you know, he liked representation of this and that, whatever, you know even without the images it's so, uh, whatever supposedly it, you know it's it's you know it's a moment it's, it's an artistic choice it's a moment uh and if you don't know the backstory of it i can imagine that for some people it'd be difficult uh to sort of understand it and see it for what it is what's the backstory so, so the talking? backstory is this this sculptor when looking through photos of dr king and his all most of his knowledge of Dr. King comes through is after Dr. King's death, the guy's about our age. So he wasn't around for Dr. Mm-hmm. any of Dr. King's works. He only knew it from what, you know, was being furthered by Coretta. And so when it was, came time to do this mm-hmm. um, a statue, Martin and Coretta met in Boston when he was a grad student in Boston. Uh, that's where their story begins. So when they started talking about doing this mm-hmm. thing, he went looking at pictures and he found this picture the day that he had won the Nobel Prize. And they're embracing. And the joy and the pride and everything in this photo, it's a beautiful photo. And so then he extracted from that okay. her arms around him and his arms around her. And that's what the sculpture is. It's just the arms, the interlocking arms. Yeah, it's weird. Okay. It's weird. So it's, for sure. it's 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 different. And it, you know, like there was a lot of people on the street, and, and you know, there was a lot of you know, there were some older black people who were just proud that there was a memor- another memorial, another remembrance of Dr. King in their town. Um, and there were, you know, some younger folks who were like, what the F was that? Because <laughs> it was in Boston, right? Yeah, well. It's right in well, Boston. Well, because I mean, I it's guess right what you say is, what you can say is that soon. within like 20 years or so. <laughs> no, well, within 20 years or so, to, who's to say what they're going to say those arms actually represent? People forget very easily. One thing I was happy about, Martin, 
from you, Dave, was that, you know, no more memes from, like, white people saying, this is how y'all should be acting like Martin, peaceful. It seems like that's run its course now. Doesn't it See, seem like that? Well, you know, I don't you know. And I, I, think up t- you and I got different feeds because I didn't get it. Martin either. Luther King Jr. They, they continue huh? that course with the arms, man. With the new monument, you know. My question is, why are they so accepting of, uh, you know, him being remembered, praised, and everything else? You know, well, I mean, for a very long time, yeah, for a very long time, it was like Martin Luther King was put forward because you could kind of frame his um life in a certain way non-violence peace you know the right way equality over the last couple of years people are putting up some of his more radical quote-unquote radical thoughts and it's kind of like taking a little bit of a yeah the shit that got him killed basically right you know we always it's not the it's United it's like, you know, they just extracted. Yeah. It's like they, they extracted all the all the real elements of the brother and everything, and they just put it into what we've had over the past 50 years. And let's be honest, it's worked wonderfully. Don't you think? Man, I can imagine. For the architects? And, uh, I can yeah. imagine that man thinking, man, I'm up here <laughs> Sweating and life in danger over this Mickey Mouse shit. (laughs) Like this old elementary shit that I'm trying to, like somebody say, and all these people thinking it's some old radical this, that, and everything else. And this is the most elementary Mickey Mouse shit that everybody should already be on board with anyway. And I'm over here sweating bullets Mm because I'm saying the obvious. (laughs) The The greatest Martin Luther King shit is the boondocks return of the king episode son it's the greatest thing ever when, check that out so, yeah check it out he, he like it's like imagine if he never passed away he, he was just in a coma and he came back i mean the boondocks was what 2012 2013 something like that but he came back in <clears throat> excuse me he came back in 2013 and he just looked around like at all this marketing shit that he ain't had no control over at all this fucking just how we are all these political parties you know what i'm saying and he was just like this is bullshit man <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was like this is all some bullshit yeah. this is what i took all the mass whoopers for <laughs> yeah. there's a show and i just saw it for the first time the other night called black jesus oh i love that are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. You ain't seen that? It's the dude oh, yeah. from Boondocks. Oh my yeah. goodness, is that? Oh my yes. yeah. That's it's so yeah. funny. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's why he quit doing the Boondocks. With Charlie Murphy. Yeah, Charlie Murphy. Oh uh, my god, Corey Charlie Holcomb. Murphy is so funny in that. Uh, John Witherspoon. Yeah, John oh, Witherspoon. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, but that's right. That's, that's just ridiculous, man. I was I was watching <laughs> it the other night, and I was I couldn't stop watching it. I was like so tired. I'm like, damn, I need to see another episode of this. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, that's my shit. That's my shit for sure. I wonder how much money Aaron Magruder has made, and I wonder like whether or not he cares about how much money he's made because he's able to make great products. 
and like really speak truth to power. What do you think that it matters more to for him to be able to have made that um, mark on the world, and he's still here he, after saying it? And that's something that black people don't. Maybe he's like cracked the code of how to actually do things. Cartoons. Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, Black Jesus was not, you know, Black Jesus was just kind of a, a back burner kind of show. Like, it didn't really get the pub. People nah. didn't really support Cartoon it. Cartoon Network. Um, yeah, people didn't really support it. But yeah, it was, only like, it was, I think it's like three seasons yeah. of 24 episodes total, like eight episodes a season or something like that. Like, it wasn't a great yeah. out. They didn't put a lot I of money behind probably, it. I think he probably bankrolled or gave up a lot of money just to like get yeah. that many episodes made. Yeah, I would guess. And I'm telling but, you, I, 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 I love that series, man. That was so creative. And I, so I, creative. I think for him, I think for for Magruder, I think that the the being the artist and being able to express it the way that he wanted to was more important to him than any any dollars that he made or didn't make. Because, I mean, he had to be pretty well off. doesn't seem to be the case with all that. But I'm saying he had to already kind of be well off based off of the syndication in the newspapers of the boondocks. Yeah. He yeah. had he had a now, decent big salary already. That many people right. are making, though. No. The, well, money is, the money kind of is the movement right now. Deion Sanders... HBC was like, you know, that was kind of like the setup and the play to get to, to get to the money, right? We just talk about Brother Dion, you know, right now. Congratulations. He's hanging out with the Mannings right now. Yeah, he's getting his pay. He's back. He's- you don't really need all y'all love. Y'all only 12% yeah. of the population anyway. So it's like if your love goes away, you know, there's a reason why Kanye talking about wearing Trump hats. And everything, because if he could just get a certain percentage of that, you know, it's probably it could be more than that 12 percent that black people are pushing that they don't even push together. It comes from wild places and everything. So it's like it makes you wonder, like, what is the value of the dollar right now as opposed to the dollar that you can possibly make as opposed to the art and the position that you could actually like lay down? Go ahead. Oh, no. I think artists no. put a different value on it. You know, it, it, you know, for the artists, it's a different valuation. Like some artists, some artists are clearly about eating and eating well for the rest of their lives, and others are, are about the about the art and the and the message, the impact that they can have. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can do like a blanket statement on that. Like, hey, this is you know the value. The, we live in a very capitalist society, and everything is sort of based around capitalism. So, a lot of people get that one wrong. I would think. Yeah. Well, I I had a tough I had a tough week of like turning on the internet this week and seeing like grown men talk about sexual things that they did with grown women like 30 years ago. All these conversations about like dumb shit. That don't this shit like there's there's value in these stories. I don't know what you're I mean, talking about. Cats is you know, I I don't know. I'm like I, I was thinking this week, I had a really, I had a really, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to put this into words, but I was thinking this week about Biggie and Biz and Craig and a lot of these um, rappers that are gone, Tupac, 
um, all these people and thing. And I remember those days and everything. And it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like the money is worth it. Am I wrong? Like, you know, all these these young rappers like dying for like, you know, this like That's all it relative. Doesn't seem like it's worth it. Yeah, worth is relative. Yeah. Yeah. They so in this era that we in, man, it's not so much having it as it is looking like you have it. Bam. You know what I mean? So we understand that there's no money really in like record sales. I mean, people are not really buying records like that or or CDs or whatever the I mean, there ain't no cassettes anymore, but um, CDs and, and albums, people are not really buying unless they're older. And then uh, streaming, I mean, streaming is just a straight up, it's a straight up cock in the ass. You know what I mean? There's no money in streaming for the artist. No Vaseline. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's Some people up, might actually enjoy that, but. So, okay. yeah, I mean, but. The thing, the thing to me now is if you are an artist, be an artist. You know what I'm saying? Because this, this is the time to really get your art out there. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't have to, you don't have to conform to what the, what the uh, parameters are to be on radio or what the, you know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't have to conform to any parameters at this point because everything is wide open. You know what I mean? You you make some money based off of people. Come, people will find you. You know what I'm saying? People will find what you're doing if if it's if it's dope. I was watching the Sam Cook story yesterday on PBS, and they were talking about how the clan was basically waiting for him on a hill, and his driver ended up getting decapitated, and all the things that he went through to get his art and his like love of his art out there and everything and the money lessons that he learned sam look was we we've talked about him before on this show um one of the first artists to actually own their masters and like basically take control black artists to take control of their destinies and he was barry gordy before barry gordy he was he was the man and it's changed so much from that art and that heart but the thing that got me was that i thought about it i was like the clan wanted to kill sam cook because he could sing because he could bring light and he could like bring people together and that was enough for them to want to kill him so I look at the parallels between rap music now and that that time right then and you have kind of like the same thing do you understand what I'm saying am I not making like a drawing a good parallel to this or Maybe I'm st- I haven't all put it all together in my head yet. So the clan, the clan, and Sam Cooke is a different issue. I, I, I don't know where where the clan would fit into today's artists, unless you're talking about the the label. You know what I mean? The, but the label don't want to well, kill you. The label which are, which artist? Uh, here's what it, no. Which which artists are the ones that ended up d- dead? The most talented ones, Tupac, Biggie, oh, absolutely. Sam Cooke. Traditionally, it's always the most talented yeah, ones Marvin. that end up going that way. Marvin, you know, gun violence. It's always the most talented ones that end up going that way. 
And that was my, that was the point. It's like it's just it doesn't matter where it's coming from, but it, it's that talent actually draws that type of like as much light as it brings. It also brings a lot of hate, and it brings a lot of like extra stuff. And I think that was the that was my point about all these conversations about who was fucking who back in like the nineteen nineties and two thousands and all these stories about stuff that happened back behind the scenes like 20 years ago and everything is is that all we have to talk about right now in black culture is that really all we have to talk about right now it's not just that it's all it's not it's not just those things you're you're listing but it's pretty much always nonsense over substance and that's just yeah. you know that's just where that's just where we're at. I mean, you know, like you know, we're still in uh, we're still mostly in survival mode, but the survival now is survival of dysfunction or survival of 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 trauma, uh, overcoming. I don't you expect know, people to so so with us being in that I, mode. I, I think. We're always, I mean, I think the shiny pennies are everywhere, man. It's nonsense, you know? And, and, I, I, don't, I don't expect people to sit down and have intellectual conversations necessarily about everything that's going on in their neighborhood at all points in time. But I'm just like, damn, you know, this is, this is some bullshit, bro. This is so some bullshit. Where, where are we as a society, though? You know what I'm saying? Like, so, the, so that the algorithm, the 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 quote unquote algorithms, are what they are. You know what I mean? And they and they they guide you toward base level, you know, like things like base. So, so if you whatever you're looking for, if you you know if you uh, you know fights or whatever, you know if you if you stop and watch a fight video, all of a sudden, the algorithm is gonna start sending to your feed a bunch of uh people fighting in 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 the Waffle House or McDonald's or whatever. You know what I mean? If you if, or popping or popping blackheads. Right. <laughs> I can't yeah. stop watching them. Whatever <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever ignorance, whatever ignorance yeah. you you stop at for for a, a, a tad bit of entertainment or whatever you stop at it for, the algorithm is gonna start funneling a whole bunch of that to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? In order to keep you distracted and that's the main issue is that you know it's like it's not it's not important to have a, a knowledgeable well-educated well-rounded free-thinking population in this country that's not what they want what they want is the sheep and the one of the ways mm-hmm. that they get the sheep is by feeding you this bullshit feed feeding you the uh Sheep food, right? <laughs> yeah, man. So, the sheep food. Do you, so listen, do y'all, as far as like sheep food is concerned, do y'all still have Twitter accounts? Do any of you have Twitter accounts? I never had one, ever. I have one, but I've never really never. used it. Yeah, I, City Wings has one. Okay, I think I may have one too, but I don't know. I don't have Twitter anywhere. Yeah, my capacity is well, limited. Elon Ma- Ma- <laughs> yeah, apparently um Elon Musk has like lost like billions and billions of dollars in this whole Twitter deal. 
And he's now no longer the richest man in the world. He's now the second richest man in the world, quietly. That's went down a little bit more quiet than him actually ascending to number one. And he's actually sent a broken a record for the most money ever lost by a person on the planet. So congratulations, Elon. But that's not such a bad thing because he's still number two. And, you know, who knows? Maybe he'll be back at number one again. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Twitter right now. And the reason why we're talking about Twitter right now is because a lot of people left Twitter because of Elon Musk. And I never really thought about Twitter as the people that ran it before. And I'm just thinking, like, is it woke to close your Twitter account to not have a Twitter account at this point? Because it is a place where we get a lot of that bullshit information. Personally, I go on Twitter for, I have a born in trouble Twitter. And I usually like pay attention to the net shit. And that's it. But I don't care about the rest of the stuff that goes on on Twitter. Do you? Should well, you? I'm going to tell you, the platforms are like cell phones. Uh, so it's just a communication tool, whether it be miscommunication, bad communication, good communication, whatever. So... <laughs> Uh, I think I think it's wise to be set up on all of them because it's just a platform. I mean, you know, whether it has a diabolical agenda or not, it's, you know, it's still it's, right. it's still like the cell phone. It's something that you're gonna do some communicating through, receiving and giving. So, go ahead, Rob. And I was got a lot of people in the generation below us. That's a news source for them. Like they're not, we were raised in the habit. We raised for the most part with three channels, you know, the early part of our life. We were raised on that 630 news information, five o'clock. A lot of these kids, they don't read the newspaper. They don't have that habit. Like they go to Twitter, they go to Facebook. These are their news sources. And it's interactive. We didn't, yeah. those three channels were never interactive for us. No. Like everything's interactive now. You learn more about, you know, if you go on your Facebook feed, you can learn more about what's going on in Brentwood in one afternoon than you can in 20 years of watching the news because it's all posted That's by true. people who are on the ground and, and involved. And even if they're just bitching about little shit, it get, it draws you a picture of the larger community. But the, the, the but, dangerous thing about that true. though is that there's a lot of people are mistaken opinion for fact. Yes. You know what I mean? That's, and that's the, that's the danger in, in all of this stuff. Like the news used to be mostly fact some opinion they had the editorial they had the opinion piece at the end of the news now they don't they don't have an mm -hmm. opinion piece at the end of the news now because all of the news is well, an opinion when piece. you had to, when you had to start filling 24 hours of the day with news absolutely they quickly understood that it's a lot easier to fill the time with opinion and cheaper to fill the time right. with opinion and also people respond to opinion in a more visceral way than they do facts. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So your engagement goes up and your your numbers go up, your your ratings go up with right. opinion pieces. And then everybody starts to think, well, we have to do more of that because that's what's leading here. But that's sort of, you know, sort of re-engineering it, trying to trying to backwards engineer it and getting the wrong right. getting all the wrong conclusions. Mm-hmm. 
So you see the so you guys all see the value in actually owning Twitter. Well, I don't see the value Gee. in owning Twitter. Like that was a stupid move on his part. Well, Everybody the, uh, the thing hasn't I made see the money value. ever. I see the value if if yeah, I see the value of owning Twitter is equal to owning old school news outlet media any type of media outlet. Yeah, to own it is to control it. And to control it, you know, uh, you know, for a thousand different reasons that ultimately generate revenue. And so, uh, you know, but if he's losing money, you know, that's a business thing. It still doesn't, you know, it's like at one time, most of the NFL teams were were losing money on an annual basis. I don't know if that's still the case. Uh, But And the other thing is, uh, uh, he was, in my opinion, you know, these aren't the richest guys in the world who are are rich with fiat currency or some number on the board for something to represent something, everything else. The richest people in the world are some people who have the uh, gold bar to go with that money. You know, whether it's really mm-hmm. a gold bar or, or something, you right. know, uh, uh, you know, and I don't know who, who they are. But so I, I'm just speaking to uh, him losing X amount of dollars in, in a short period of time and stuff. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, I digress. But but him owning the platform, I don't. It, again, it's a platform where you have to sift through shit anyway, whether he owns it or anybody. Well, owns I- it. I think he was doing two really good things there. One was that um, the goal, the actual value of it, which really is a number that it's not real for us, but for people that are in that in that actual range. And when I say people, I don't mean probably anyone who's listening to this podcast, because there's probably only about a hundred of the, those people that really that matters to that will tell you that he's really not the second richest man in the world. That's one thing. But for someone like him and everything, once you get to that point where you realize there are certain things that you can't buy into, um, the possibility of being able to shift and twist public will and opinion probably has a indecipherable value. But the the one bad thing that's beyond that's um, fighting against that is really that it's Elon Musk. And people just don't like him and they just don't trust him. So now he's still, even if he's able to capture those people, he's only going to be able to capture that 40% of Magus, for example. And everyone else is going to be... I think they're all in trouble. Twitter, Facebook. uh, I think they're all uh, all in trouble eventually because... Something greater will come along. That's the thing about technology is everybody's time is going to be brief. I mean, I think they're all extraordinary that they've held it down, but they're pioneers, so to speak. They've held it down now where, you know, uh, there's no better solutions aren't aren't set up yet. But, you know, I'm of the I'm of the uh, I'm of the uh, thought that technology, you know, is, you know, just ink increases exponentially and uh, in all ways and it causes things outside of technology to increase exponentially these days and so i just you know yeah it's just a platform right now for communication until there's a better one or or one that's more popular or whatever and you talked about being woke for staying on it 
Yeah, I, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, if we, if we want to get to grassroots wokeness, so to speak, you know, uh, then yeah, we should all everybody should move over to a different platform started by you know someone other people for the people and all that. Uh, if, until that happens, shit. All of them the same. <laughs> but that's so there there could be though. There could be, I mean, we say we think that it's a bad business move, just kind of circling back. We think that it is a bad business move, but what if it's not? Right. You know what I mean? Like he he didn't become the richest person on the earth by like double. You know what I'm saying? Like he he was like, let's say that the second richest guy had a hundred dollars, he had three hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? You know, it was a hundred billion versus three hundred billion. So for him to lose the whatever he lost, that that could just be an investment. You know what I'm saying? For in 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 his eyes, that could just be an investment. You know, I mean, if you if you right. if you know about uh, Neuralink and and what Neuralink is trying to do with chips in the brain and all that kind of stuff, and he could be trying to figure out a way to link Neuralink to Twitter. And then all of a sudden, you know, you got the Manchurian candidate. <laughs> you know what right. I mean, and, and that, and that could be a win for him. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that, so that, so that 300, that 300 billion, you know, he, okay. Yeah. I lost two, but now I didn't gained 18. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm. we just don't know, but we, what we do know is that the dude is smart. Right. Rob, you mind me change on Twitter? By Twitter for nothing. No, I mean I. The business model still doesn't work. I mean, it may work. It may turn around for him, but all he's done is cry about money, and cut costs, cut R and D, cut security measures at Twitter. All he's done is eliminate, eliminate, eliminate. That doesn't seem like a guy who, sort of knew what he was getting himself into. Like the numbers were what they were before he got in there. He could have bought it to to make it fail. Hell, it happens all the time. He could have bought it to beach it, but he put in way more money than he wanted to to beach it. If that's the case, maybe. But like 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 uh, who was Grant or NX or both of them alluded to, this could be just the the annoying jab, and that right is coming. Right. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> right. He just, right. just yeah. on with us right now with, uh-huh. with that jab, but that right, that right is mm-hmm. cocked back and ready. You know, you know, it'll, yeah. it'll be if, if that's the Draco case, it'll be enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, but either way, you know, uh, could be I, interesting. I, see, my problem, I think, with the question itself is the word "woke," like how we're demonizing this word "woke." Yeah, like woke is not a monolith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one woke is mono, not a monolith. Two, let's not let them make woke bad. Like, yo, sometimes people need to be shook. They wake their fucking ass up and stop doing the same bullshit that's gotten us into this hole. Okay. You know, okay. so let's not let's stop All demonizing right. I'll woke. Give me that, Mister Brooks. Well, I'm gonna tell you. You know, there's some I'll give me that Twitter, all of them. Uh, and I don't know if we discussed this. I feel like we did at some point. Uh, but. My friend and a fellow alumni of, of with you guys of Howard, one of the smartest people I know, and maybe we should have him on 
show one day. It's a brother from Chicago. His father was a school teacher. His name is Nairiri. And I didn't even know who Nairiri was in, in, in history until he gave me his name explanation. But Nairiri, and I lost my train of thought in explaining who he is, always talks about uh, this being the lowest form, him and another guy will, the lowest form of communication you could possibly think of with yeah. short, fragmented thoughts no that have no emotion behind them, no face, you know, no, <laughs> no facial expressions or anything else. No context at all, just yeah, words. Yeah, exactly. And it's left mm -hmm. to the reader to determine what mood you were in, what context you were in, this, that, and everything else. And it's the easiest, right. it's one of the easiest ways to start an uproar just by a, a sentence fragment that could mean a thousand different things, but See, because of the climate, <laughs> people take it one way, you know? <laughs> You see, it's funny you should mention that, too, because I'm going to change the subject. I had an interesting conversation today. Someone texted me. Yeah, I know I, I had the, the online gummy store at one point. And every now and then I get a phone call. And, like, sometimes it's been, like, kind of police. One time I know, one or two times I know it was police because there are laws about how you can actually deliver these things in the New York State. And I didn't say how many New York State because of those laws and it's all outside, but it's like different shit. And this dude, like, basically, I'm trying to figure out what he asked me, but he kind of just like found me online from my old number and asked me for a strain of marijuana. And I'm, I like, you know, answered him. I was like, I don't know who you are. And he's like, oh, okay, like, you know, like, okay, like, I said, are you the police? Because like to me it was like the reason why I say it is because it was like the way that they they typed it up it was like you know who the fuck just like texts you out of no place and just says yo do you have a pound and a half of weed for me I saw your name online like yeah, do they really are people really it's, doing it's, business it's, like that Oh yeah it's pretty wide open like that It is yes has been for about it seems to three to four years now, but three about, it really got kicked off about three, three and a half years ago. I mean, in a major way, just before COVID, maybe a year before COVID hit, it was just, it was, it was getting ridiculous where I was shocked, but I, but of course I, I'm not surprised because the math always indicated that it's got to go that way. The amount, the amount of people that it's acceptable for, the, the problems, the financial problems and the hypocrisies they have to deal with and uh, prosecuting for it and allowing it here and there and that, it had to go that way. It really is. It really is like that, X. I mean, there are people who have full-blown well, order shots. It really shops is over. like that? Yeah. And just like, just in text messages. So like, yeah. if you're a police officer, all you really got to do is like, Grab people's phones and you could become like a detective Doesn't in matter. like a month there's, and a half. There's nobody looking for that person to prosecute. There's nobody looking for to, to prosecute you for selling a pound on a call up order order so a call phone order. No one's looking to do that. That, so is, that is so crazy. So so like yo, I owe an apology to this dude because I was like basically like yo. Like you're you're wilding. Like why do you why why would you text somebody like that? 
Yeah, you know, but he why would right? But he's. I'm gonna tell you something. Those get those guys. Those guys get got all the time, and a lot of times they don't. He's they have had to. Success. I will tell you this: in 2015, I ordered from Canada and got my order twice in Grayson, Georgia. That was in 2015. We're seven years down the road. Wow. And I did that off a blog, blog recommendations, sent cash, sent cash to make myself that that vulnerable. And I got it both times. That was seven years. I just want to start singing. What do you think is going on now? Canada. (laughs) Oh, let Rob, what's the rest of the song? Oh, Canada. I did a Canadian chick before. I You've been to Montreal. You've been to Toronto. No, oh, no, no. Canada. No? Ever? Da, 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 da. We stand right, on well, guard for thee. I think that's how yeah, I, I guess. Uh, no, I guess. I guess maybe I'm just like still overly paranoid and shit. I don't know why anybody would be like calling me like that. It's like, I guess I'm a bad criminal. Yeah, I'm a bad criminal. Yeah, I'm a bad criminal. You know, you're just you're just indoctrinated, man. They know. It, they it's you. not I, it's not out of the blue. I'm t- you know, and the, the stigma is still there. You know, I mean, yeah. even, even though weed is legal, is the stigma is still there? Oh, of course it you is. Know? I mean, it, it, it it's there. It's there, but it's mostly yeah, people because it's All because right, it's so. not legal everywhere. It's not legal everywhere. You know, I guess you're not, well, you're yeah. not supposed to send it through the mail. I, I'm assuming. Whatever else goes on with weed, I mean, it's like I said, it's, there, there's still some stigma attached. In some places, it's, it's just not as well, free one thing as I will, I, Well, one thing I will say, homeboy was industrious because it's like, you know, you look online, you find some, you find an advertisement for gummies, and you call that guy and you ask him if he has weed. So it's like that's kind of your, you're just like. He's somebody who's still on a wide net. Do. So there I mean, was some positive. It's not a stretch. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it's a stretch. <laughs> Both of them probably do. That's why. Yeah, yeah. You look like that shit. You look like that shit. It's not a stretch. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. It's not my picture. It's not my picture up there. It's like, yeah, you, what are you saying? Like, I, and Rob, what yeah, are you saying? You're saying I look happens. like a shady weed dude? Next, Look, Yo, man, I'm, my feelings is getting hurt tonight, man. Yo, what? Listen, you know what I'm saying? If you got, gummies, why, why is that a stretch to think you have weed? You hear me? Next time, I got have... more than gummies. We got rollies. We got all types of products. It's, it's just not for New York, though. That's all. New York yeah. is tight. To a next certain time that extent. happened, I don't want to be caught up. Tell them to see you the bread next time that happens. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him to send me the bread next time. Okay. Next time, that's right. You heard it here. How much you want? He'll say, "Oh, pal." You say, "Okay." But that'll be. Yeah, I got you. We have something just for you. That'll be thirteen hundred. And then have. There you go. Have you been shopping in the newly illegal state of New York yet, John? No, no, I haven't. One of my boys went down there and said that they were selling drinks for fifty dollars. And the first thing I thought about was when I was talking to my man, Gene Hopkins, he said, 
and somebody else will say the same thing. The market is always going to be 70% illegal because there's no possible way that motherfuckers are going to be paying those prices for the same weed that you can get <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> so it's like, as far as me shopping is concerned, I might go there one day as a novelty. But like I said, yo, if you can find me the right way online, I'll get you a whole fucking meal, snacks, rollies. We can get your whole party going. Depending on where you are. Depending yeah. on where you are. But that's man. what it is, man. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you. We didn't mention City Wings today? Is that what it is? <laughs> we didn't. We didn't. We jumped right into the podcast. No, no, yeah, uh, hit, no us with the address. hit us with the address. 2896 West Grand Boulevard. Hit us with the address. Michigan. Come Bam. Let me get you some. That's right. Wings. After you get done ordering from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buy black We full Yo, service, baby. Hey, hold on. It's full we blown. Full in, service. Full blown in Michigan and it's full, full blown in New York. Full blown in D.C. now. Full New blown Jersey. in Louisiana. Massachusetts. It's all the stuff for the hating. Mass. It's all a little bit except for the heating. They're just trying to figure out how to keep how to keep brothers poor. No, That's it. Next, how to keep poor people poor. The next big rush is going to be uh it's gonna be the growth revolution. The skill set of growing is you're gonna have everybody and their mother tempting a grow, a small grow, boutique grow, this, that, and everything else. Because it is literally growing money if you could grow a good product. But don't you see the potential? But don't you see, like last year, I think it was like last year, the year before, a lot of people were complaining about prices because there was such a heavy, there was such a heavy crop of like marijuana that had been like, you know, had been actually grown last year was like flooding the market, right? That was something. Um, and then also, like, they had a problem, like, I think it was last year with the hemp crop, with the legal hemp, because so much good quality hemp had been produced. A lot of the people that use hemp for their products, actually, they saw kind of near profits or what they thought they were going to make. So I think it's important that the business brings more customers in as well. So that's where I think the legal thing is good, because it's going to bring more customers in. And then once they go into those stores and somebody goes, hey, you don't have to pay those prices, then it's going to help everybody out. It'll be sort of like, it'll actually be like, oh, shit, trickle down economics. Once people go into the stores, they're staying in the stores. Right. Sure? The stores aren't going to push them to the black market. Because uh, one, the prices yeah. aren't as ridiculous as you think they are. Well, yeah, it'll... Okay. Yeah, fuck... For, for the uh, for the rule, like, that is correct. That's correct. You're talking about a $50 joint. There was probably a blunt, and it was probably, you know, dipped in something, or it had, That's you know, it had, had something it. else on it. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't just a straight. It wasn't just a straight blunt for $50. Well, what's going to happen is the production okay. is going to increase. 
Yeah. So so production is going to increase, and it's going to take that. It's going to go up until it till it levels out or whatever. Who knows what that looks like? Because like I said, that's every Tom Dick and Harry, you know, growing small, medium, large. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, plus companies and everything else. So we, so and then. I think innovation is something that we can't account for. Like, you know, right now, if people just want the medicinal, then there's so many going to be so many other things outside of the the flower. You know, that part of it. So then it comes out. Then it comes down mm-hmm. to okay, who was able to process it for less money? They could sell it for this, and who who processes processes the shit well, and who is a beginning processor? So. I mean, I say all that to say, man, it's just, there's just, there's a lot of twists and turns left to go, but, uh, you know, there's just a lot, there's, there's a lot of revenue. There's once, a lot of you, revenue. Once you get into the store and you start, if I get product X, product X is, it's a known quantity now. And once you mm-hmm. start doing that versus the, yo, let me get a, let me get an eighth of whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. That's done. It's gone. Yeah. Now you know what you get. Now you know what you get every time. Now you know, like, yo, when you when right. you walk in the store and say, yo, I want something that's gonna make me a little bit social. And they're like, yo, I got right. you. This right here, this is gonna keep you social. This right here gonna put you down afterwards. And you you know, you can mm-hmm. put one in one pocket, one in the other, you know, one joint in this pocket, one joint a joint in the other pocket. You got you got your shit straight for the night. Yeah. You're done with that guessing let, shit. Let me let me let me ask yeah. a question. So one of the things, so people don't people go to McDonald's not so much because they like it, but because they know what it's going to be when they get it. Exactly. So, so, so if if you go to one weed store and you get, you know, I don't know, the stage, right? Is the is the the strain of weed that you get? So you get the stage at at weed store X, and then you go to weed store Y, and you get the stage. Is it going to be the same stage? Uh-huh. Not unless no. it's not unless it's not unless it is a LeBron James. <laughs> That's what I always use as an example. Not unless it's the LeBron James genetically. It don't matter, you know, if he had if they you know, if, if they were triplets, the other two would be LeBron James right. too. So if it has a LeBron James genes, then you know, you'd have to really be an an imbecile to mess up the product, but here's the thing, though: mm-hmm. it's not it, it, the money can't be made, uh, you know, uh, growing and selling the exceptionally good stuff. The money can only be made on the stuff that's not as good every day because it yields so much more for so much less cost. And these stores, and so, so yeah. Rob, if they were able to go in and do that, which they only will be able to for a temporary time period, because then, you know, the body's going to adjust and everything else, and then the, all the lies are going to come to the surface once a person, you know, keeps going down a certain road. Uh, so, and it just and it depends, you know. I'm telling you, I like, I like to say it's, a, it's like alcohol, you know. There are so, people that go to the to the to the wine stores to buy the thousand dollar bottles. They know where those niche places are and everything else. But for the average person, you know, a twelve dollar bottle out of Publix 
is going to get the job done for 20 so, years. Here, here's, here's the reason I asked that question. The reason I asked that question about the strain and if it, if it, if it varies from place to place. So uh, a friend of mine in 2019 did a documentary called 50G in Your Backyard. It's on Prime Video. Our man Samir Johnson, shout out. He's, he's on the fire department too. But anyway, he did this documentary. And in this documentary, it's just following a couple cats around in the city that grow. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the title, you know, 50G in Your Backyard is really why I watched it. Because I'm like, oh, 50G is in my backyard. How can I be down? Right. But then when I saw what it was, I'm like, I don't know how I don't know how. Sustainable. You know what I'm saying? So that's so that's why I'm asking, like, it, it, like, do I need to revisit? Not as not as full blown legal in, in Michigan. Do I need to revisit 50 G in your backyard and, no. you know, get busy out here? No, it's like anything else. This is when you need to get busy. It's like Amway. It's like anything. It's like your wing store. If yeah, there's plenty of money in it, but I promise you, you ain't getting more than the time you put in. Goddamn it! <laughs> you know, see, you know mm. if you want all the money, then you mm. put up and you go sit with some growers in California for a few cycles, growth cycles, and everything else, and you learn that shit from the dirt on how to do it very well. And then you grow very well, or you, or how to do it very efficiently, but profitable, whatever. But you got to go master that shit. Then you come make the money. Because here's the reality: you line up fifty of y'all who want to make money and give you the tools to go and, and grow that in the backyard. And y'all gonna have fifty different products, man. And they made the most of them are not gonna be good, or eighty percent of them are not gonna be good. <laughs> and you watered your shit at 7 a.m and he got lebron james and you got uh john xm in 12th grade you know and so <laughs> <laughs> which is still a pretty good strain though it's still a pretty wow. good strain though but... <laughs> I get it. Uh, that's what the, no. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. So yeah, so no, but they, they get punched. There's opportunity. Man. It's, not, it's, it's not no. I'm telling you, man. I watch them growers, and I determine I don't want to be no grower. Because if you ain't good at it, you can't manage it. That's like you. That's like you turning over your wing store to a person ain't done nothing but manage the uh, uh, auto zone. You know, what I'm <laughs> Yo, right. he knows he's got some skills. <laughs> Does that right. man know what the sales? You know, uh, to make the wings so that people keep buying them and stuff. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you have to yeah, call it out. Yeah, I get for it. Sure. But you can do it. Shit, interesting. You know, I I find that it's like really good this conversation because. Um, three of the four panelists are actually actively involved in the cannabis business legally at some point. So, you know, so I think that's actually interesting. And then the fourth one makes delicious chicken wings. Seven years. I'm going to be involved, too. Okay, basically, this show would really this show would be really great for like stoners because like you could come, you could smoke up. 
and then you can eat some chicken wings. That oh, shit is like fucking great. Grant, see? I will say this. That bro. is like a great thought process. Oh, these cat these these eateries down here, so to speak, especially at South Want Butter. No, man. They got a smoking section. Either outside or in the cut. You know, whatever. If you could finagle something mm. like that. Oh, really? Oh yeah, bro. Cause you I know did. what comes out. You know what comes after the blaze. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some wings up That's this right. Now, but... That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, like you know, Gene. That's like that's like an ingenious idea, but that kind of like shows the promise that everything that is cannabis per se, and like even this whole conversation, it wasn't meant to be a cannabis kind of conversation, but that's where we ended up anyway. But the whole point is like, you know, Rob, from a point where I know you're involved with the group that's getting, a, that's got a license. Yeah, we're trying. I was supposed to have a meeting this that. morning and we're, we got a meeting next week. There's a mall that had a prohibition against um, the category. But now that they're seeing as it's opened up and they're hearing anecdotal evidence, they want to talk now about possibly striking that and, and there you go. giving us position. Of, and I was like, look. A mall is perfect. You got a movie theater, you got five restaurants around the outside, and you got a movie theater. I said, that's mm-hmm. all we need. Because people are gonna come in for the night, they're gonna go grab a treat, watch a movie, get something to eat, they're gonna be out. You're gonna love it. Like you got everything that, that they idea need. might and, actually and, save the American mall. And not only that, like you're gonna like them, you're gonna like having them in your mall a lot better than you like having drunks. Yeah, these these malls, oh, these yeah. malls are in trouble. Fuck yeah. These malls they are sold in trouble. At, they sold them one out here. Supposedly they're gonna turn it into um they're gonna turn it into apartment buildings. So well, they go your memories. The, the mall that um that we're looking at was a, it was a large mall and now they're gonna take they're gonna build a hotel on the property, they're building some medical offices on the property, they're building some apartments on the property. Like that's a lot of these things going to be reimagined as living ver- at slash retail slash service. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so this is like, with this is all, these are all opportunities for the cannabis business though. Because like the reason why I mentioned is because like, you know, from the top down, you know, down to the to the guys that are saying, you know, 50K in your backyard and everything. There may not be a place in Rob's store for that weed, but there's a market for that weed, you know, oh, wink, wink. Sure. And like, oh, you yeah. know, well, yeah, you know, somewhere. And like, you know, it's all like it's all just opening up now. And it's going to be all types of levels on it. And it actually is going to be kind of a trickle down. So I think that maybe like, you know, trickle down economics actually makes sense in terms of weed. And I'm going to maybe I'm going to push that shit. But hey, guess what, fellas? The hour is almost up. So I want to thank you guys for showing up, you know, from Atlanta, Georgia, Mr. Dub K. Hey, early in the week. I like Gene Hopkins. I like it. Yeah, there you go. Yep, we get it done. Get it knocked out. You ain't never met Martin Luther the King. (laughs) <laughs> that's right yo yo you know coming from, <laughs> from new jersey philadelphia aloha mr robert brooks what up 
Oh, yo, you know, before, of you, course. before you go, before you go, hold on, X, before you go. Damn, we ain't talking about old boy getting tased to death. Maybe you can save that for next week, mm, you know. Yeah. They got save it. it. Well, well, I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't have time. I see, I see, I see a BLM, I see a BLM moment, moment brewing up, being that it was the nephew of the 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 lady who you know supposedly uh, started BLM. That dude who got tased from DC, yeah. acting crazy for some reason or another, just out of blue. They talking about anxiety attacks, whatever. Well, unfortunately, the way that a lot of um, other opponents of BLM feel is that once uh, these people, BLM, got their money and they, you know, um, some people feel like they spent a lot of the money, you know, in different places, they sold out, whatever, it makes it okay. It's the same reason why, like, you know, when police shoot somebody, they say, oh, the family got paid off. They got a settlement. Why are they complaining? You know, this is kind of like, you know, an advanced settlement type of thing. It's going to be um, a test of, and this is like, this is really harsh, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a social barometer moment is what it's really going to be. It's almost like, it's almost like, you know, it brings me back. I, I did, I did see about, see that, and I did have that thought about it. And it brought me back to when um, the original person got killed down in Georgia. The original kid got killed over the Skittles Florida. and how it divided Florida. people. Florida. Yeah. And that's. I thought I can't about George Floyd. The top of my... You know, because it was cops. You know, I thought it was like, yeah. you know, this, this is, the, this is the, the, the most recent uh, George Floyd. But, you know, I saw him picking up people... steam and then. The steam is kind of, I don't know if it's leveled out or or what. <clears throat> Could be a sign of uh, just total exhaustion of events. <laughs> Some people are not going to just, you know, rally anymore. I don't know, man. But, yeah, they did, they, they tased that man. And he was, he was well, mean, don't kill me. Well, this is what I mean about it being a social experiment. Because, you know, what the next thing that they do is they always demonize the victims and the family. So we're going to find out exactly, you know, what um, all the negative stuff. All you got to do is watch Fox. They're going to tell you how much money they've made, how much they've been. Yeah. How much they've been accused of taking. Well, we'll we'll hold off on that one and everything. But from Detroit, Michigan, owner of City Wings. 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down and get you some. Come get you some, Mr. Grant Lancaster. Yummy! <laughs> sing, sing. And we haven't celebrate. forgotten about these. We haven't forgotten about you Mormon girls out there either. So anyway, born in trouble. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Really? You just all over the place. <laughs> really? What, what, did, what did the Mormons Always. do to you today? What in trouble? Nothing. Peace. You know, my, my mom.